0: You motherfuckers
1: is crazy. I said, I
0: got to talk. I gotta tell what I feel.
1: I gotta talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. I love shit Yeah. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I, love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Even if you hate us all, love Love it, yeah. Kush, God, say it bluntly. Touring the country, holidays. I'm like bumpy. Everything's comfy. Flood work. Make sure you see me when everything's complete. Have your vice, but stay focused. Don't turn into junkie. Stand clear. Make sure you protect mama and auntie, grandma. Stay pray for me. She keep away
2: jumbies. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life as I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jersey aka Life as I See It, episode seventy three we got Gert in the building, Rico Key in the building. Um and uh before we get started, just want to give a shout out to uh to C. She's um, she's dealing with some uh, some family business, so um, you know, thoughts and prayers with her. Um I do want to remind everybody to subscribe on Apple and on Spotify. Um and also when y'all subscribe on Apple I believe Apple is the only place where you can actually give a rating or comments. So, you know, feel free to do that. Um, you know, all of that helps. So make sure y'all subscribe to the pod, make sure y'all shop luxcollectionllc.com to get your candles and your smell goods. And, um, you know, be on the lookout. We've been kind of hinting the last few weeks that uh, we got some, some, some new announcements coming up and uh, we promise we're going to deliver. We ain't, we ain't capping. <laughs> Um, so be on the lookout for for what's to come in that regard. Um, but where I want to start today is um, I want to start with basketball news. So
0: um, the Knicks, the Knicks is in fourth place as we speak. Let's, let's 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 not glance over that. The Knicks are in fourth place.
2: The Knicks haven't been in fourth place for quite some time. And they look in. All right. They they look in. All right. They look like they actually may make the playoffs. So, um, yeah um shout out to the Knicks um but you know on across the bridge in Brooklyn you got a Kyrie Irvin he's been first of all let me say I fuck with Kyrie's energy like I'm really rocking with um you know what he's been kind of standing on recently and most recently he came out and suggested that Kobe Bryant should be the logo of the NBA he was like black people built this league and it's time for us to ignite one of our greats and one of the greats as, you know, the logo. I mean, right now, Jerry West is the logo. Like nobody can even tell you what Jerry West stat or nothing. Like <laughs> he wasn't even close to ever being the best player ever, not even in his day. So um I do think it's an interesting conversation because I would have, I would have thought that if anybody would have been the logo, it would have been Jordan. Um and I'm not mad at either, but I kind of would suspect that Jordan would get the logo over Kobe Bryant. But nonetheless, he's suggesting that Kobe Bryant should be the logo of the NBA. So Gert, what do you what do you feel about that?
0: I think Kobe should absolutely be the logo. Um why do you say Jordan should be over over uh Kobe?
2: uh well because respectfully i think kobe is jordan's like little brother kobe modeled his game after jordan he he was jordan reincarnated and i think that um he had jordan as the the standard as the one to emulate and so you know jordan we all know his greatness we all know you know he got the 6 rings
0: um <laughs> I what yeah it when we have these kind conv- I get upset with these conversations, but um I I, I would suspect Kobe Col- would get the nod over Jordan for off the court uh presence. I Kobe I, uh embraced Everybody, even though he killed you on the court, he embraced everybody. Everybody can tell you moments they had of Kobe giving them game, of Kobe tweaking their game. And even after basketball, he started to get into that bag a lot more of just sharing his brilliant mind. I don't think Mike even comes close to that. But even if like, I I, when we look at accomplishments, why I would give the nod to Kobe over Mike, even if we're looking at accomplishments. Jordan ain't the number one accomplishment when you're talking about accomplishments.
2: What are we? So what, what, he, what accomplishments are we talking about? Because we can't be talking whatever about, you t- we're not talking about championships because he
0: has more championships. No, no, no. I'm saying, but if you're going off championships, Bill Russell got more championships than him. True. But- so we can't, we throw championships out now. Because you can't say the nigga. What accomplishments
2: are we talking about?
0: But no, that's my point. Whatever accomplishment you want to say for Mike, there's somebody who surpasses him. So you can't base it off of that. But you said accomplishments. No, I'm saying why I give the nod to Kobe over Mike. Because somebody would say you would give it to Mike over Kobe because he had more championships than him. Well, I say, well, a nigga got more championships than Mike. Do you give it to them? No. Okay, so throw that. Well, out.
2: I think, I think cultural. Impact, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm. You, you. One of your points was the cultural impact, and I do believe Kobe is of the culture, for the culture. I mean, he was rapping. He was. He was outside. Jordan has been known to not even really fuck with hip hop, not really fuck with black people. Dare I say, like so. Um, you know, I. And that's alleged. We don't that's know. Why, so that's that, That's why I say dare yeah. I say, but. But um, I do think, I mean, regardless of how you look at it, Jordan brand in terms of sneakers and, and just everything that the brand embodies is probably the most impactful thing that we've seen in basketball history.
0: Other than the sneakers, what would you say?
2: That's all I'm. That's what I'm talking about. You
0: only say in the sneakers. Yeah.
2: I mean, you don't need nothing okay. else. I mean, you got because the little, the little accessories like little sweatpants or book bags. You know, niggas buy those trash. too. I mean, but niggas buy trash. it. Niggas buy it.
0: Trash. So yeah, niggas buy a lot of trash. Come shit, on, man. But
2: I'm just saying. Trash. He has that edge, right? They're gonna buy people gonna buy Jordan's for the most part over Kobe's. I mean, outside of the crazy eights, I don't really. I'm not a fan of Kobe sneakers. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: but you're talking once again. That's clothing, right? Yeah,
2: but but we talking about outside of on the court. So I would just I would just think, and then again, you know, you said other people have more championships than Jordan, like a Bill Russell. But Bill Russell's cultural impact overall wasn't bigger than either one of them. So that's where I would give the edge to both of them over a Bill Russell, respectfully, of course.
0: No, 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 I'm not. So I think you misunderstood what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you looking at Kobe, you looking at Mike, right? I'm saying the shit that you would give Mike the edge over Kobe on, somebody else has that edge over him. So you can't just say, you know what I'm saying? Like people give Mike the nod on shit, but there's a like I right, Mike is when you look at Mike, I guess respectfully, you would say he has the most of the accomplishment. Like uh uh this is a whole nother topic, but um you know, I don't I don't look at awards that's not substantiated with the clear cut criteria when I assess people, right? So what I'm saying is when you look at MVPs, you might say Mike had X amount of MVPs, right? Um, But I don't, that shit is just based off niggas opinion that year, right? There's no clear cut. Yo, whoever scores the most points this year, you got the MVP, like a scoring title, now I give you the nod for a scoring title because that. there's a clear yeah. there's a clear-cut way to distinguish that. You know what I'm saying? Fucking all of these shit like this year, Devin Booker almost didn't make the all-star team. And Zion made the all-star team over him. Politics as usual. Correct. It's just who they fucking like. So I don't base my arguments around that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? I need clear cut shit that can be substantiated.
2: Word, but nonetheless, um I'm in full support of Kobe being the logo. And um Facts. you know, I hope to see it happen. Do you think it will happen? Well, well, yes, uh Key, do you think that um Kobe Bryant. A, should be the, the the NBA logo, and B, do you think
0: it will happen?
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope, I hope so, for real. Because who else deserved that? Right. Yeah.
0: Do you think it's time for the logo to be changed?
1: Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. When I was young, I thought it was Michael Jordan until I got into the politics and found out it was. I was like, damn, I feel some type of way, but hell yeah, they should put Kobe there. Crossover probably gonna look better anyway. You feel like it should be Kobe over Mike? Oh, Kobe over Mike. I don't think that'd never be. How bad people want that? I don't think so. It ain't going to stick. I don't think it's going to stick. That was my my only point.
2: I mean, we can argue about who should over who, but I I don't think or I, I would think that they would give it to Jordan before they gave it to Kobe.
0: And, and, and even so. and, 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 and in my
1: whole childhood, like
0: you know, why you know, why I think they would give it to they like Michael, Kobe. they like Michael, um, better than Kobe, too. When you say they, who are you saying?
2: The The same people who the
1: politics, yes,
0: yes. I would say the players of today would vote Kobe over Mike, and that's the difference. I believe the but
1: you said up today,
0: though, Up today, right? So, those are the people who I believe would have to say so and getting the shit changed. Like, um, a Kyrie, a LeBron, I think they would all vote Kobe over Mike.
1: But who hobo stayed staying? The OG committee? You don't think could get that push to Michael right. over Kobe? I don't. I think that's a lot of heat coming from the, the older heads. Like, nah, y'all, you know how that shit goes. Like, yeah. Y'all, so y'all, when you y'all, say,
0: y'all. when you say, I don't think the older heads are involved with the NBA. Like when you when you say the older heads, who you saying? Like uh, I I don't think it's enough of them
1: Shit. to voice their huh? Shit. white and black. What you talking about? They ain't gonna let that slide. Yeah,
2: because people who play in the Jordan Jordan era, who played against Jordan, they all say Jordan's the greatest they've ever seen.
1: Yeah,
0: I'd say they they need to watch more games. This here, man. <laughs> I say they need to they need to watch more games, dog. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll see we'll see. What happens. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Because they always talk whenever you mention Mike and old niggas. They always say error. They talk era basketball, right? Like Mike in his era, and I agree. Mike in his era was way better than the other niggas in his era. The difference today is everybody is nice in this era. Like, the niggas that Mike was going against, there's Mike, I think Mike's biggest game was 69. Um, And that was a loss or whatever, but. Was that against the Knicks? No, he gave. Don't, nah. I think he gave the Knicks like forget
2: or something like that.
0: But nobody in that ever came close to that. Like, a fucking Devin Booker. Putting up sixty something points of fucking. There's people right. on Steven small Booker, market teams. Steph, Dame, Lillard. But no, those are those are your top echelon, right? Yeah, but
2: there's still Even, people who had these high no, no, no. point scores against other teams.
0: I'm not arguing. I, what I, what I'm saying is every. It's a nigga on every team that can give you sixty. When Jordan was playing, it wasn't like that.
2: But like also, also um, you know, with the style of defense and how how much more physical false. the game
0: was. That, that's false. That's a false narrative. The game
2: was more physical. That's not a false narrative.
0: Y- yeah, but the skill level wasn't that good. So you got
2: the Gary Paytons of the world defensively, how many... He would... How, it's non-existent
1: today. That. That's what I'm saying. That,
0: that, it was balling like no, no, old no. heads, though. Like. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is the Gary Payton... Like... Have y'all seen Trey Young play this year? Yeah. Do you see the shit that Trey Young does? He's amazing. Gary Payton is fouling out in the first quarter against that. Because of the like rule. The, because the, only because of the rule change. So
2: only because you can't you can't be I as would, physical. I would
0: argue. Nah, I would argue. I would argue they that. They ticky tacky fouls today. You can't argue that. No, but I'm saying the the people, people, I I, I my personal opinion, right? I, I think. People don't give these young niggas as enough credit for how they think the game. They think the game way better now. I know you're being aggressive. I'm gonna run past you and stop and let you run into the back of me. I hate that. That's what do you mean? Like the like the James Hartons of the world.
2: Like James Harden is amazing, but the way that he draws fouls, I hate it. I understand that he's doing it to get the foul but and to go to the line. And I and I get it. Yes. I get why he's doing it. But and he even, knows that the ref even, is going to blow the whistle. But I don't like the fact that the ref,
0: the refs are blowing the whistle for, for little. You have to. So when you go back to the old era, right, nobody had James Harden's skill set. Like, nobody has Steph Curry's skill set. Like, that, that's what, when when we talk errors, that's the part that people leave out the conversation. Like you, you like it's a it's a kid right now, right? That's maybe eight years old, who has the same shooting coach Steph Curry has. If you go back to the '90s, that's non-existent. Niggas got better, dog. Like, and we glint like it's kids now doing NBA workouts at eight, nine, ten years old they're going to be better than the niggas today. You know what I'm saying? 10 years from now, niggas are going to be better. 20 years, we're going to continue to get better because people are doing different shit. Like Damian Lillard steps across half court and shoots the ball. Nobody did that in the night. I don't care how aggressive you think you're playing. I'm just going to shoot the ball from further and further back to where I'm going to come up with, like, uh, you know I'm going on. And yeah, on about yeah, this you, shit, are, but, you are, you are. But fucking real, real quick, real <laughs> quick, hold on, real quick. You got to move on. Defense, right? If you look at defense, offense can constantly change. There's no, there's not too much you could change. Defense. You know what, what? Who's gonna trap you? Who's gonna do this? Who's gonna do that? So, yeah, word. Um. Uh, so we'll 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 see we'll
2: see what happens there. But I I do want to um. I want to switch gears uh, real quick and kind of talk. um, uh, Documentaries. There's been a lot of documentaries coming out um, recently, and I've been watching all of them. Uh, We talked about a few of them already, but um, I know there was one that really went under the radar. I don't think a lot of people um, even know about it, let alone have been talking about it. And that's the Patrice O'Neill documentary. Um, Patrice O'Neill. Um, for those who may not know, is was um, an extremely funny, top five ever, edgy comedian. He was one of those comedians who said what was on his mind, didn't care, fearless, and um, he changed. In my opinion, he—I don't know if he changed the game, but he certainly in the comedian world in the comedian world he definitely had other comedians looking at him like wow i wish i could do that right so this documentary comes out um it's on comedy central it's called killing is easy um everyone should check it out but uh gert did you see it
0: i started it i didn't finish it yeah um real quick though patrice o'neill uh top five ever he is the comedian's comedian i know a lot of people may not be familiar with him but everybody that's killing today uh is from the school of him um
2: yeah bill burr lewis ck even kevin hart um just to name a few yes they were all out of that 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 class and i agree i mean he's a comedian's comedian um like i like i said you know people looked at him in the comedian world like damn i wish i could do that you know and for whatever reason you know people be protecting their relationships and don't want to offend this one and that one so they shy away
0: from well not only that though but just ability the ability to do it means a lot too so much much uh uh you yeah, know, he, he's wasn't... Richard
2: Pryor-esque in terms of his ability to tell his truth, be unfiltered with it, and make us laugh and not care. He didn't care about blowback. He didn't care about, you know, backlash. He said his truth, and he was unapologetic with it, and he did it every single time and delivered and made you laugh. That is that is a skill that, you know, I mean, comedians, that's what they're supposed to do. That's what they're there for. They're supposed to be the ones who make fun of the things that everyone's supposed to be scared to say. And as a comedian, having the ability to be able to do that and re- keep your your edginess and keep your unfiltered self, I think that it's a skill because Bill Burr, he's another example of someone who that's his style of, of, of comedy. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think that people should, um, go back and kind of do your history on Patrice O'Neill, because I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people aren't really familiar with him the way that they should be. Um, and I think that, you know, if you're into that type of comedy, I think that, you know, you would really Much. enjoy it
0: much more than comedy, just thought provoking ideas was his thing. You know, it it, he got up on stage and put his ideas out, things that he was wrestling with in his mind, grappling with. It was more so of him working out thoughts live in front of you is what made him great. Um, and he
2: didn't test it out like traditionally how how most comedians would go and they would test their their material out at different nightclubs and see what works and they'll say okay they laugh at this I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this 10 minutes okay they responded as well I'm gonna take that 10 minutes and then put it all together for a special to your point he worked it out in front of you every single time and you could almost kind of I mean if you pay attention because hindsight is twenty twenty, but looking at it now, you can almost see him working through it in real time, you know. Yeah. But that's that's very difficult to do, and you have to have a certain level of fearlessness and confidence to do that because you don't know how it's going to land. But to his credit, he didn't care because he was speaking his truth. All right. So, rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill. Um, y'all should go check out that documentary and just go to YouTube and you know look him up. Type his name in it's a lot of he
0: had a show uh Anthony. If you get a chance no black philip show oh yeah yeah was his own creation if you get a chance uh great youtube uh it, it's on youtube but it was on satellite radio um uh, black philip show work check that out
2: um and uh just keeping it in the the, the documentary realm Um You know, Big has another documentary out on Netflix called I Got a Story to Tell. Now, we've been on this podcast and and, and other people have just, you know, it's been a general consensus. Like, how many more times do I need to see a story about Biggie and or Tupac? Like, they've told us everything about these people. We know everything. How much more could there be to learn? So the question to you, Gert, I'm gonna start with you. With this biggie
0: dot. Um, what's your thoughts about like the whole thing? I'm cool. The only thing I would have know is who killed big at this point of my life, but I don't think we ever gonna get that. So uh and that might not even be none of my business, but that's the only thing that they could tell me at this point that would be interested in seeing. Like uh, uh, it's it's uh it just seems like an easy money grab at this point.
2: Yeah. Do you uh put any credence to the fact that his mom seems heavily involved in this, and so maybe it's done in good faith as opposed to some of the other ones, and you know it was kind of just like their perspective on it. Like she's heavily involved in this one, so. Do you think that that could potentially make it better, or you would get some new information that we maybe didn't know before?
0: I don't know how to answer that respectfully. Uh, respectfully, love to the family. But Little Kim, when they did the Biggie movie, um, Little Kim came out and said, um you know most people when you die right when you die who knows you best um she said you know we all are a certain way in front of our parents opposed to who we really are when we outside right you know what i'm saying with age that line tends to you know, become more balanced, but big dad at 25, maybe. Something like that, 24, 25. Right, so at that age, your parent probably doesn't know who you are. Right. Uh, They know their child in the
2: house. Correct. Um, And to answer your question, um, who knows you best? I would think it would be your significant other and your friends, and both for different reasons.
0: But well, we don't know because some people are open up to a complete stranger. Like some people, generally though, because
2: that's a that's an anomaly. That's not that's not.
0: But I w- I'd argue that I'd argue I'd argue that point of I, I don't think most people significant others know the person they're dealing with, especially at twenty five, because niggas cheat every day
2: true because when i'm when i think significant others and i make that point i would probably point to those individuals who live together that's
0: an interesting conversation let's have it uh, let's have it who who knows you best like it it, it's who do you feel most comfortable with you know what i'm saying it's who do you troubleshoot your life with I think you're you're very close
2: friends, and the person, like I said, when I speak, when I say significant other, I'm speaking in the context of one you're living with, like, or even spouse for that matter. Because I think that it's only so long fake thugs pretend, right? So, like, you can't fake.
0: Fuck no. I don't think you can fake your life. This niggas with kids on the next street over, (laughs) dog. yeah
2: that exists and and they you
0: think they lady know
2: not all of the time sometimes they do but what i'm saying is generally speaking generally speaking i don't think that you can live with a person for an extended amount of time and that person not have a real idea of who you are
0: I, i i respectfully disagree i respectfully disagree with that i think people out here like There's some niggas living some lives out here, dog. You're
2: right.
0: Some niggas out here living lives, man. Lies, lives, whatever you (laughs) want to call it. Yeah.
1: There's
0: there's niggas out here fucking getting loopy. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Uh, And ladies, you know, we never bring up that. I think women never tell the dirt they do. So you would never know. But it might be a, a lady letting a little 17 nigga gun every day when he get home from school, you never even know it, she'll never tell.
2: Well, I think they're, um, I think when it comes to cheating, or well, it's a few things about that, right? When it comes to cheating, I think when females cheat, they cheat with somebody that they know. Generally speaking, like they cheat with somebody that who they already had their eye on, and they that was their backup. Or if I ever was to cheat, it would be with like I think very. I I think less than men, women cheat with strangers. Um. So, in terms of living a double life as a female, I think that um, it's a little harder. Yeah, I mean, I I think that they. I don't know if I want to say that they're better at it, but they could be, especially if you are blinded by
1: nah, not my baby. They not, because if, if you're a real nigga and you know what's up, they suck at that shit. Right.
2: But but how, I can't hide how, they how they many feeling.
1: but how many real niggas can
2: can, you know what I'm saying? It's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's not yeah. a lot. Like that's a that's they're in the lower percentile. Like real niggas who Know how to peep game and know how to call it because some niggas might peep game and then they might not say nothing because they don't want to believe it. You know what I'm saying? That's not a real nigga
1: to me. So it's a lot of or oh, they don't want to say nothing because they on the same playing field. So if I make you high you make me hot. Uh
0: yeah, guilty conscience Would y'all say would y'all say women have a better vetting process of who they cheat with? Say that again. Do yeah, you think women have a better vetting process? Of who they cheat with? Uh,
2: I mean, well, are are you saying that to support my point of they cheat with people that they already know?
0: Uh, somewhat. Meaning, as a nigga, you really not gonna do the due diligence of who you knock down. You just you doing it because you horny. Yeah, you doing it because you horny. But as a woman you want to make sure this nigga checks boxes before you give him something to make sure you don't get caught.
1: Because
0: I know me
1: just thinking know.
0: back as we have in this conversation, thinking back, I know a lot of young niggas. Like when I was growing up before, before I graduated high school, there's a lot of niggas hitting older women who have, who were in full-blown relationships and shit never got leaked right you know as a young young nigga hitting that older lady in your building never it, it never got leaked it never got compromised so i'm just thinking of if to, you know let an older nigga hit might have went a little bit different you know what i'm saying mm. but i know a lot of joints who was letting young nigga, and still to this day, you know the older joints now. My age bracket is letting these younger niggas hit, and you know. So I, I'm just wondering. I don't know. Their vetting process is a little different.
2: I don't know. I, I mean, ultimately, I guess it's it's all up to the individual. I don't know. Um, but overall, I guess we don't really we're not excited about this biggie dot.
1: Nah, nah.
2: All right, that's cool. So this is a this is a super, super left field, right? Um, But I was just thinking about like how. How much things have changed over like the last. 10, 15 years, right? And what led me to that was I was listening to something and they were saying how the first iPhone wasn't invented until 2007 and you think about that that when you think about it and you say it and then it's like damn okay yeah that that i guess that is right but like you don't really realize how much technology has fucking advanced over the last
0: in a short period
2: period of time bro like when I there was no iPhone when
0: I was in high school.
2: Like we had no ability to FaceTime or, you know, all, all of this.
0: I don't know, not to cut you, but to add to your point, just when Texan came out, Texan got invented while we were right. alive. Like so to just think about how, you know, sneaking Texan, cheating on tests and shit with the Nokia phones, <laughs> you know, fuck it. Nobody knows that you know teachers ain't really knowing you fucking cheating on tests with these no kid friends. Right. Forms. Right. It's it's just
2: crazy. I mean, um
0: <laughs> to think to think uh when well, you had the fucking hit the fucking six three times to get an o to send a text (laughs) how nice niggas got with that you know what i'm saying you gotta hit the button fucking four times before you can get to the letter you want yeah yeah niggas got nice yeah yeah it's crazy bro like now
2: our phones don't have buttons like my phone don't have no buttons on it you know what i'm saying like it's reading our face and pupils and everything is digital hands-free it's, it's just crazy to think that, damn, like the world has changed drastically in a short amount of time. And um what, where that kind of, it sent me down a rabbit hole of, okay, well, what does the next five years look like then? You know what I'm saying? If, if this happened in 15 years, like you know thinking for the future right because all of this for me was rooted in like um stocks and like future investments and thinking about you know people always ask like okay well what's the next thing or what what should i invest in and da, 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 da. and generally speaking my response is always think about what the world will look like in the future you know what i'm saying like we have these things now and that's cool but things change so rapidly it's important yeah, to nice. kind of keep an eye on the landscape and where the world is headed to so that you can be in the picture in the next five years. You don't want to get the hot thing that's going on now because in two, three years, it may not be hot anymore. And, um, you know, like electric cars, electric vehicles, like that's a really that's a real hot like topic right now. I'm paying attention to like all of these companies merging, you know. Um, with like, I like it's like Google and uh, and this is not a direct quote, but it's something like Google and Verizon is doing shit, or like, um, you know, uh car companies are are merging with these big tech companies to, you know, prepare for the future. Like, so I don't know, I didn't really have a a, a real deep dive, but it was something that I kind of was thinking about. Like, damn, like, what does the next decade look like? And obviously, we don't have an answer. But is that something you got a, you ever thought I got about? a question. Yeah.
0: Uh, along with that, uh, do you it, it do you think it's possible we just had a like technology boom for them years and it might drop off, no. or you think it's going to continue to get better? It's
2: one hundred percent going to continue to get better. It's one hundred percent going to continue to advance and move at a rapid pace.
0: What makes you think that?
2: Because of all of the reasons that I just highlighted, I'm paying attention to these companies and what they're putting their money into, and I'm seeing that they're investing in the future because they see it to look like a to look a certain way, and they're not basing that off of sheer guessing. They're actually investing in it because they're helping to create it. So somebody like an Elon Musk who is you know, putting all of this money into Bitcoin or he's putting all of this money into like space travel and shit like that. Like we may not necessarily be into it, but I believe that's going to be a thing. I believe in the future, like I do believe that going to space is going to be a thing. Like, I think that's going to, I think that's going to be a thing. I don't think that people are just doing it to try to convince everybody like this is a cool thing. Like, Nobody puts billions of dollars into, you
0: know. Well, you don't you don't know that because you don't have billions of dollars to put into it. Correct. So that could be. Uh. uh I, I just well, check this out. Right? That could be check this out. Right.
2: When we talk about Bitcoin.
0: Right? Bit- right.
2: Bitcoin right now, as of this morning, is probably like forty eight thousand dollars a share. Right. It boomed. It boomed a week or two ago. It went up to like 58,000. It's back down to 48, whatever. But my point is, Elon Musk put $1.5 billion into Bitcoin. Um, um, JP Morgan and Chase put hundreds of millions of dollars into Bitcoin. Jay-Z and the CEO from Twitter, Jack Jack Dorsey, put like $500 million into Bitcoin. Bitcoin is more like a commodity. It's more like the new gold. It's a holding place for money, but they're not doing this for no reason. There's a reason that they're doing this. Like they're not doing.
0: Yeah, but that don't mean that don't mean. So I get what you're saying. Right. Everybody did the math and it seems like a good investment. Right. Right. Um, but that don't mean that this shit is definitely going to work. Well, nothing right? is so, nothing
2: is definite, so you can never guarantee. But that's anything. my
0: point. But that's my point. So yes, it seems likely. Yes, it seems probable. That's all but I'm saying. Something.
1: All right, I'm saying is, I, it I, might and I'm in it agreement. Probably.
0: I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm saying, you know, when you look at fucking, I, I look at history. You know, space travel happened before, so that's not no new shit. You know, when you... Elon Musk could have just been a kid that was fascinated with space travel in the 80s or whenever the Cold War was and... Like when I get rich, I'm gonna fucking put money into that. He got rich, put money into that. It don't mean that it's necessarily gonna work. That could just be a hobby, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh so, uh uh like fucking when I get rich, I'ma get a pair of Gucci sneakers. You get rich, you go get some Gucci sneakers. You know what I'm saying? I I I I, I try to look at everything objectively.
2: I, 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 I see you. There there's probably some element of that sure sure um but i also think that you know and 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 also to be clear everything that people put money into isn't a hit and it doesn't always work
0: but not only that too right just to as their efforts trying to drive bitcoin up there has to be some type of counter efforts on the opposite side trying to drive bitcoin down you know, with the rise of Bitcoin would mean the fail of something else.
2: Well, in theory, I understand where you're going. However, um, first of all, just understand, I'm, I'm not an expert in this, but I've, you know, kind of been doing a little bit of research um, recently. And like Bitcoin from all of the quote unquote experts is here to stay. Right. But it's obviously not going to be the only cryptocurrency. Um, and there are going to be many more to come. Um, and I think that the future of currency in general, I think is digital currency. That's my ultimate point. I I believe that, you know, I believe that everything is becoming digital. The dollar, the value of a dollar is becoming less and less more valuable. We know that gold as a commodity is one of those things that retains its value. And I think that when we're speaking digitally, I think that digital currency is the future wave. I mean, look at it now, right? We have all of these digital ways of transferring money now. We have direct deposit. We have cash app. We have like all of these- Well, those are different
0: entities though. They're entities. but so that's I'm my saying, point. What I'm saying that- the- But no, what, what I'm saying is so- Direct deposit and all of that shit was to replace paper money. Correct. Right. Because but why? But yeah. why? Was it just
2: because it was quicker? I don't think that's the only reason.
0: Well, I if you ask me, I would say they probably seen Bitcoin coming and they were converting back then. You know, people like that plan decades ahead. So it would make sense to me that they seen this shit coming and they adjusted. So Bitcoin essentially is trying to replace the, uh, it, it, it's a replacement for money today. I don't,
2: I don't think it's a replacement
0: though. Y- yes. So it's tech controlling the money instead of banks controlling the money. It, it, it's, it's, it's pushing out banks and banks are powerful entities. Mm. So if you don't need the bank no more, There's going to be pushback from that. You know what I'm saying? And they could find something and hit a home run and win. You get what I'm saying? That's just how I think. Like, whenever there's something going up, it's taking something else out of fucking business. Right. And, you know.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where we going, but I know that it would. (laughs) <laughs> it would behoove us to pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because you don't want to be the one left behind, the last one to the party. You know what yes. I'm saying? You don't want to show up to the party and everybody's gone,
0: <laughs> like, Hey, real quick. Um, I know this is this. When you was talking about the stock shit, it made me think of this. Um, me investing into the stock market is the first time I realized um, in life, everybody can't go with you. Um, What was, have you had that moment? And if so, what was that moment for you? When you realized, like, just everybody can't go with you.
2: I've had that moment Many times in life, mainly speaking about um you know, people that you may associate may have associated yourself with at one point in time, and you continue to grow, you continue to continue to elevate, um, but their mental never grew or their, you know what I'm saying? And at some point in time, it's like, damn, you know, I, I I trying to help you see certain things or I, I, you know, I don't even see that you're trying to elevate in any way. So there've been many points in my life where it's like, damn, I, everybody can't go. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've had several instances in life um, where I came to that realization.
0: So it took for me investing in the stock to see that. But 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 what do you mean by that though? Well, just seeing I, I what, what I seen was, most people i don't want to say most but a lot of people don't want to put in to build the entity they just want to receive the benefits of that entity already being built mm-hmm. and um you know you see people are where they are for a reason you are where you are for a reason like Everybody, if your man is cheating on you, it's because of you. If you're a woman, it, it, it's you have to first look at yourself in order to stop things from happening. Like everything, and this is my personal opinion, it's because of you. You should have went another direction and you wouldn't have been in that situation.
2: So what you're saying is people have an issue with, accepting accountability
0: yeah so like
2: because that's the thing people don't want to accept accountability for their role or their part in whatever
0: it is so that's that's a fact but but what what I'm getting to is like if you tell like your broke friend is your broke friend because of the choices they made in life Mm -hmm. it's not like you're just going to make your broke friend rich. Your broke friend has to understand why they're the broke friend and then change being it's work ethic, it's punctuality, whatever it is, it's inside them. Why they haven't achieved success. Agreed. You're not going to achieve success for them. You know, you can give them some of your success and hand them out the shit, but you know, um, They got to do it for themselves. 38 special, 38 special got a ball where he say he never front work to a broke nigga. Like, if you front and work to a broke nigga, that's your fault. Mm -hmm. He's broke for a reason. He's not going to pay you back. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't be mad at the broke nigga that don't pay you back. He's broke for a reason. So it's just like understanding that concept. It don't mean you don't fuck with niggas. It don't mean you don't love niggas. But you have to know where to separate yourself to push forward or people will be a hindrance in your life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No argument there.
2: No argument there. Um, yeah, man, so, uh, but before we get out of here, do y'all, um,
0: uh, y'all got anything else? Yeah, you wanted to touch on the coming to America shit, who cares if we excited?
2: yeah coming I'm to america excited. coming to america part two is um coming out on amazon this friday um i've been seeing a lot more press and promo for it. they're showing the commercial in the trailer a lot um i am going to watch it uh for me growing up eddie murphy was originally my favorite comedian um and so i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it but I don't know, man. I, I, you know, it's coming to America is a classic, and I think it might surprise you. I, I hope so, though. I, I think I have, the I names. Have, I have good. I have good. I guess you could say I got high hopes. I'm just not sold based off of what I've seen. I know who's in it. I know what they've done, and I know
0: they should be able to deliver. How'd you feel about Dolomite? I loved it you don't put this in the same realm like they not gonna fuck that up Eddie not gonna well, fuck I, it I
2: up had, I had no idea who Dolomite was so You're I am talking learned. about the original
1: or the
0: do-over the do-over
2: I'm talking yeah we're talking about the movie that Eddie Murphy did but I didn't know uh, Rudy Ray Moore I-, I wasn't familiar with his story so then, then, for me that was then, my introduction didn't they do it
1: over like three times I don't know the karate the karate, the karate sure. dude with the fro that be um which is then he played dolomite too
2: i have no idea i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know if he did but um i liked i like that but that's a little bit different simply because it's a it's almost it's like a biopic you know what i'm saying so you're doing somebody's life and you can mess that up too but I would expect Eddie Murphy to deliver on a comedian who he was in, inspired by and him as a genius comedian himself doing the story. I would expect him to deliver on that. This is something that is his creation and it was genius, it's classic. you still still it and laugh today. You know, it being 20, 25 years later, however long, 30 years later, I just don't want them to mess it up. I will be really disappointed if they mess this up. But I will watch it, and we will have a take on it next week. But Key, what's like? What's your thoughts about this this coming to America movie? You think it's gonna be good, or, or what you think? Yeah,
1: shaky on it. That's my um. That's like one of my pops' number one movies right there. He, he excited about it. He come out on his birthday on the fifth. So I'm like, damn, I want to take him to go see it, but. I feel different on it. I don't know what he expecting, but I know what I'm seeing. I don't know. I don't know. I hope. I hope it's good. I keep it like that because if he don't like it, it's bad. (laughs) For real, like he don't like it's bad. I think more old, like the older heads, gonna go see it because they know what's up. So if they disappointed in it, that's what's gonna count. Cause they got a lot. It looks like you, they got a lot of new, new new comedians in it, but I don't, I don't think it's. Me, let me ask absurd, you this. So.
2: Let me ask you this. Do you think that, um, you know, some of the oldest people or you know people from that generation? Do you think that their bias won't allow it to be bad, or do you think they'll they'll be able to be objective? And if it's not good, they'll say, yeah, that wasn't good. Because sometimes, right, when you have your favorites and something like coming to America or Eddie Murphy or James Earl Jones or whatever the case may be like these are all staples in the culture in the comedy world so on and so forth and so you know for some people they can do no wrong everything that they do they'll support they'll you know blindly say it's good when in actuality it may not be that good but it's just because they don't want to say anything bad about you know, some of their idols or some of the people that they hold in high regard. So do you think, Gert, that, you know, people will be able to be objective or do you think it'll be a lot of people blindly just going along with it? Some people
0: listen to what the, most people just listen to what the critics say and fucking repeat what they hear the critics say. I don't think people think for themselves at all. Yeah. A good example of that was the Kevin Hart uh, stand-up. I think the Kevin like Hart stand that was funny as shit. Yeah, but everybody said it was trash, so people uh just repeated it. Um, and it's okay. Like it's okay to not get shit. Like certain, I, I believe all all fucking things you have to be in a place to receive it. You know how you're supposed to receive it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like I I, I always say. Nye's nice first two albums, I hated. it. You know, we had this conversation, but um, I didn't understand them at the time. I wasn't there. They wasn't for me. It took when I got older and I lived a little bit more, I experienced a little bit more to go back and appreciate the greatness of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's, that's the... I don't know. So I... Just wish people would think for themselves, watch it objectively and take away from it what you actually take away from it, not what fucking Siskel and Niebert said.
2: <laughs> well, good luck with that because like you said, people don't think for themselves. And I think back to the technology point, I think because of the way of the world, we've gotten lazy, but it's by design. Everything that you know they present to us in terms of making our life easier, people buy into because people don't want to be responsible for anything. They just want things to be done for them. And so all it's all correlated. I think it's all related because it's embedded in the minds of the general public. You know what I'm saying? To not have to think for themselves. You have everything mm-hmm. else thinking for you. So, you know, what's going to change now? I only think it's going to get worse.
1: So, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah yeah <laughs> you ever think they're gonna Word. do a third one <laughs> hell no <laughs> yeah we ain't
0: even watched two i
1: don't think you could drag a story that long that's just like friday like i don't think you could drag the friday movie like story that long you can wrap it up
2: you could get a few, think, we could get another friday
0: but i i think eddie because eddie is not out enough I think he's going to make sure this is right. I think he still knows what funny is. He still understands funny. And I don't think this is a money grab for him. Right. I think this would be more of a passion project than a money grab. So I don't think he would touch it unless it was to his liking. And another question, if this is trash, do you think it's really over for him doing uh, another stand-up. Does this play into? Is this a drive run to see him? Like you know, is he I checking think, the temperature?
2: I, well, I was just about to make that point before you said it because I I, I do think that this is the potential beginning of his him tying a bow on his career. He said that he's going to return that back to the stage and do another stand up and. We've been getting little tidbits. We got the Dolomite shit a year or so ago. Now we got this a year or so later. I think I do think that it's if, if it's received the way that he would hope it would be received, then I think that the stand-up is coming soon after. Um but if it's not good, do I still think we're gonna get a stand up? Was that your question? Yes. Uh if
0: it's if if coming to America gets bad reviews, does that uh, no, cancel. I don't think so.
2: I think that may actually give him more material to pull from and uh, another opportunity to be super funny because Eddie's a genius, he's not, he's nothing short of a genius, so he knows what he's doing. And I know he hasn't touched the stage in a while, and I know he hasn't done it because he's been kind of reluctant to uh mess up the the bar that he's already or lower the bar that he's already set for himself but i think as a comedian part of your genius is being able to pull from the good and bad parts of your life and make fun of it so i think that no i don't think that this changes him doing the stand up i think um i think it's a win win honestly um it but but it it could almost be it almost in my opinion could kind of serve him better if it wasn't received that good because yeah, I, I think, I think that it people, will push him. It will, push, it will him. push his ego. It will push his ego. And I think people would, you know, talk all this shit about it in the world, but they would still watch the standup and they would watch it to hope that it's trash. And then they may be pleasantly surprised. So, you know.
0: So I, I know this is slightly off topic, but I was watching some shit the other day and they, they have holy man being one of Eddie's best movies. No. And they said to go back and watch it again. Uh, At the time it came out, it was a bad time. But if you go back and watch it now, uh, you'd get something different from it. I'm gonna do it. uh, That's all I'm about to do. list. Do you know he picked Holy Man over Rush Hour?
2: Mm, Wow, I respect it because he believed in he believed in it. He didn't. Well,
0: what he said was. When, he, when they both came in, it was go to Los Angeles and run around with Jackie Chan or go to Miami and wear robes and walk around almost half naked. <laughs> no-brainer. <laughs> That's <laughs> said, funny.
2: I, that in itself is funny. Yeah.
0: You know he saying? said that was, that was a no-brainer, but he turned down Russia. Hour to do that. That's crazy.
2: And Eddie ain't hurting for no bread, so, you know. Yes, it would have been another, you know, big blockbuster run in feather in, in his hat, but I don't think he's hurting, you know what I'm saying, anywhere. But um, yeah, I'm going to watch it. We're going to watch it and uh we'll have we'll have the review for you next week. Um but um, you know, again like I said, make sure that everybody subscribes to the pod, make sure y'all shop on LuxCollectionLLC.com to get your candles and smell goods and until next time, Everything Rico.
1: off. I did some wrong, but I'm always right. So I know how to shoot, and I know how to fight. If I tell you once, I'll tell you twice. I'm real discreet, like a thief in the night. Look, if I call you babe, you babe for the day, or babe for the night. You're not my wife, she wanna care. So fuck online. I wanna fuck when to die. Give me head online. AP, big rocks. In the hood with the rillers. Fuck K on a dinner. Break the Rico music, her music, Rico music.